Ticket, ticket, ticket. Yeah, got to be done. I'm talking about Lowe's. Have you heard of Lowe's? No. They are, are they similar to like architects? Kind of like gent, but also kind of like if Deftones were gent. Okay. Like, it's very heavy, but then they have these like soft songs too. So it's a great balance, but they're also a British band and they're fucking, I'm obsessed with them right now. You should totally look them up. Love. Yeah, I will. I love it. Oh, they're so fucking good. What's up, dude, man? Going on, just getting my dope on. Doobie, 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 dope, dope, dope. It's time to swingy bingy. It's the fifth episode of the official party of the Slow Funk Pump Show with Chef and Slow from the show and beer man of God Gog's Mag Radio. Yeah, so my dinko is Cinco, like the pinko who went winko. I gave him a five or said Ferris. Like I got five on it. 5.0 roars the horse. Check this. Sheffy's got a new five-string bass and slow is live on show number five of 23 in 2023. More on this later. Coinky doinky, me no tinky tinky, and now the blappers party on the face of the booty. What's your derfest set of scoops? So, what's your derfest set of scoops? It's a very, very, very simple answer for me. It's my uh, Don Johnson white bands. Got him for a little bit of a dress-up party. You remember, Sheffy, I called you, but we did not get in touch that night. I was a surprise penthouse party in Miami. Oh, that one, yeah. 80s retro party. You got to come dressed. The lady went with an Aerosmith permanent vacation t-shirt looking like a smoke show. Okay. And then slow put on those shoes for the first time. Full on Miami Vice. I will tell you, it's a lot of work to keep those things white. It's dirt, but it's the <laughs> kind of dirt you got to work for. My white Don Johnson circa 80s vans, dirt a set of scoops. Beer man, you pres of the Leonard Nimoy Society, my father. You an extraterrestrial wannabe, but you gotta be. Your feet beat them shoes down. You destroy them boots. So, what's your derfus set of scoops? I brought them so y'all can see them. Take a look. Oh! oh. oh. Wow. These are, these are some local jobs. I don't even think you can buy these, like, anywhere. Can you continuously hold them up, please? And uh, well, I, just sure, yeah. I just want to stare I, at them and talk about them. These I got these from the Value Village, which is like a Goodwill in Tacoma. Wow. And I think they were locally made somewhere out there by a company called uh, Moosh Army. Uh-huh. The model, uh, well, there you can kind of see Moosh Army on the back. I say Moosh. It's probably Moosh, but I like Moosh. I like Moosh better. I like Moosh. Tweak model. It's got the fucking kangaroo zip pocket. Right here. Put Boy, your lunch money in there. Maybe you no, put your is. weed in there. Got yeah. that yellow Buck Rogers heel. Bright yellow with the turquoise shoe. It's in yellow laces. It's a gorgeous shoe and a little bit of white there. That is a teal. That is a dolphin teal. These are super comfortable. It's like all padding inside. Now, did you write your name on that? Does it have a name a slot? It says name there. What does it say there? Um, It's got a picture. Actually, maybe I can take it out of here. As a return to sender address. (laughs) That is pretty cool. So you can see the label's really old. That's why it's a little busted. But original logo, and it says born on whenever they were made. Uh, Looks like June. It's like 2000. June 
2011. 2011. Is, is the date that shoe was made? Yeah. Nice. Well, I gotta tell you, I mean, you would think that a Tacoma thrift shop would be able to get you a higher end quality. Did you mess up that thing? Or <laughs> was that already messed up? These are old as shit. Chef skis. You didn't eat breakfast today, but you lit up the base with the band last night, and your head is ringing and dinging. What is your Durfus set of scoops, bro? I had this pair of Kobe's. I actually wear them to play basketball. I don't wear basketball shoes like out. I thought it was going to be like, oh man, my ankle's going to get messed up or whatever. But they were the best basketball shoes I've ever worn. Like they were low tops. I have flat feet and wide feet. So I always have trouble finding good shoes. What's your game, Chef? What do you play? Are I'm, you an outside shooter? Or are you no, I'm an outside shooter. I play defense. I'm not a good dribbler. Like uh, my handles are not great. Uh, they're 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 passable. But right. you know, can you go both ways, left and right? Um, I can mostly right. Uh, but I, I'm looking for an open shot. I'm trying to play hard defense, hustle uh, to overcome my lack of talent. Cinco Epi's special guest is Miss Anna Marie Horton, aka the Tigger, Tiggy Big Time, the Tig Meister. Tiggy is a London post-production sound effects guru who caught a slow funk pump live show when she was across the pond on a sweet vacay up in your nay nay in Majamay. She was like, blimey, this effer rocks and funks like a floaty on the universal tide somewhere between the peekaboo and pinwheel galaxies. Coincidentally, it's not far from where I, your all-knowing narrator, reside. Tiggy met up with Slow after that stinging show, wondering why she couldn't find any social media pics and ticks. Where can she find Slow's titties, she asked. Slow didn't even know what a tick or a gram was. Well, at least not a gram in the social media sense. Dope! So Tiggy Big Time and her good friend M-Dog decided to create an awesome social media presence for the Slow Funk Pump show. They scam and skib like nobody's biz. Slow still doesn't know what a talk is, but he's killing it alive on the socials, jamming with the greats, and licking his V like it's his wee. Tiggy, what's your dirt for set of scoops? Mine would probably have to be my first set of Heelys. I think I was about, I'm going to say eight, and my parents got them for me for my birthday. And I insisted on wearing them out at any opportunity. Is that the name of the designer or is that a style of shoe? Can you describe these for me? I, I've never yeah, heard of them. Healy. So they're, they're, they're trainers and they have wheels on the bottom of them. So you oh, Those are the derpest set of scoops in the world. I can't <laughs> nail that. Nice. Yep. Scoop, scoop. Now, Tig, you know you're fully aware of Beer Man's challenge to slow punk pump about 23 live shows. In 2023, yeah. I'm now at five, uh, beer man. I'm very proud. I think I'm on schedule. I feel very good, and we have a big festival. Our biggest local festival is coming up. Probably going to see the Killers. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little Jack Jansen. <laughs> and then maybe some sort of ragtag half-ass three of the original members shit band from the 70s. But I'd like to know, Tiggy, just to get a little context and a little feel, last live show. What live show? Last one you've been to. 
Um, okay, I don't know if you you will have heard of him, but he's called Stormzy. Spell it. S T O R M Z Y. Oh, I love to see because I'm telling you right now, I end this podcast if it was an S or something. The Z. 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 Excuse me. And Stormzy is what? He is a grime artist. He's like a grime rapper. So grime is a genre that I think, I believe it started over here. It's a yeah, British and European thing. Too is it like the streets? Like the streets? What's the? Oh, I thought there was a band called the Streets. Let me look it oh up. yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's totally different. He's he's more of a rapper, really? and he's from London. He started out. He got famous by just doing some. Um, he is effing handsome. Like you yeah, see him, he, and I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna have a tattoo right on his like, you know, uh, his like. No, his he eyebrow. is one athletic gentleman. Oh my! God. So well, are you kind of crushing him a little bit? Oh, we love him. We love him in this house. Everyone loves storms. So, somebody, somebody just got me into slow tie. Oh my god! Okay. Spell it. Like, Spell it. Um, it's all lowercase. It's S L O W. T H A I, and like I'm, I've been like fucking obsessed with like this last album, uh, Ugly. Oh, it's so good. Like oh. now, uh, the, the other stuff is a little more, I guess, hip hop. Oh, I guess he is grime. Yeah, right. But this 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 last album is like it starts it starts hard as fuck. Oh, it's so delicious. It's so good. <laughs> I'm like a metalhead, but like whatever I. I, like hip hop, that's like aggressive, like that. Oh, it's like mm. so good. You know, like I'm a I'm a run the jewels guy, so like I like. Oh, those, okay, cool, you know, cool. Like hard beats, where it's like it's it's almost like if I were to take metal and put it as as like hip hop, so it's like has that hard kind of kind of feel. And the the album is not like that though. The album kind of like softens a bit. It has some hard stuff, but it starts like. It's almost like he's having a conversation with his like therapist or something, or mm-hmm. or uh, or like he's he's talking about uh, what uh, what his therapist told him, and he's like, "It actually makes me matter," kind of stuff. And then it's like it just goes in, like, "Oh, it's so good!" Like that stuff, I like. Mm. Yeah, to be well, I I would say I'm a bit of an emo kid. I was always I used to love, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Uh, spell it again, Chef. I can't get eyes on this bitch. It, it, it's it's one word. It's slow tie. Um, Do you think he would sell me or give me his hat that has the horns on it? Oh, that is, is that a great first picture? Oh, come on. I'm so jealous. Somebody spell it. I yeah. can't see anything. W. No way. Slow and I missed it? Yeah, it's not like slow funk pub. It's slow tie. Right, slow See, that's where you missed out. You had to put. A, you had to put a put a food. I look in the chat, slow. Yeah, I is in Thai food. Yeah, yeah. Ugly images. I want it. I want it so. Oh God, he's the tat guy. This is the guy. This is the guy. I'm saying is grime. This is this is a this is what I had in mind. Ugly is tattooed on his face. Um, I don't know if that was for the album or why oh, he has it now, but. Well, I gotta tell you, he is. He could put it on there, and I don't think he's lying. He's an ugly fucker. No offense. Fucking hair. 
No tooth. I see a missing tooth. He's like he's like flea with hair, and he sings and raps. Yeah, his uh, his his video for the, the first song called Yum. It's like so. Uh, it puts you in there. Like you ever watched the Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. Mm. Where it's Every, like uh, night six thirty. <laughs> it's <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that was a Isley Brothers tune. Yeah. No shit. Now, Tiggy, uh, I just want to drill down on the Stormzy live show. Yeah. Can, can you give me some taste on the venue? Uh, the O2 Arena. We have floor tickets. So. Oh, so this is this guy's packing a 10k. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Arenas, arena stadiums. He's big. Now, beer man and chef, did you have you heard of Stormzy? Because I haven't heard this is the first time. I have yeah. not. Who is, who is this Stormzy? <laughs> you like him big. I noticed you were doing, um, you were ticking, and you uh, put something up with uh, the single "Kisses the Chorus" with some famous celebs that you know we're obviously in love with. And I, uh, I'm looking at all these ones, and I'm going, oh yeah, that's that stems from what I have done or what I have said that is one of my faves. And then there's Jason Momoa, Tiggy, out of nowhere. And I thought to myself, <laughs> this seems to be Tiggy's little insertion. Is that your, uh, you like the guys to be huge and muscular? Is that fair to say? Uh, what, well, I mean, I can't, I wouldn't say no, but um, yeah, <laughs> no. <they're, laughs> I love um, Jason Momoa, so I'm a bit of a fan. But no, well, I feel like this is the grime, black Jason Momoa. That's why. That's where I'm going. He, he, honestly, his his shows. I didn't really know what to expect. I've always liked his music, and I always listened to it, especially while I was at uni. And loads of his albums came out, and they were just like it took me back to that time being with my friends and my old housemates and stuff like that. So my dad called me and was like, oh, my friend's got some tickets and uh, he can't go. Do you want them? And I was like, oh my God, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I took my, I took, I was meant to go with my, with my boyfriend, but he had to work really, really early the next day so he can go. And um, to be him. I know yeah, it was incredible. I mean, when, 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 when did you bring it to him that you like, uh, you like big men? <laughs> must, have, must have been a sad time for him. No, Unless he's a big man himself. Yeah. So you had four <laughs> seats, and then you say the show was. Uh, in what way was the show spectacular? Was it just because of the music, or was there a, like a light show, or was there some kind of crazy? Oh band? yeah, the lights, the lights was oh my god, incredible! I will. Um, I can't believe it. I haven't posted any of it. I just kept it and just kept. When I got home, I just rewatched it like over and over. But the energy and like. How he say he's jumping around nonstop the yeah. whole time, and it was he brought out uh, he brought out Ed Sheeran. Oh, stop! Special guests, yeah. I love special guest concerts. Yeah, they're like really good friends. Him and Ed Sheeran are really good friends, and uh, real. Yeah, even though uh, Ed Sheeran has he's not gritty at all. He has no grime. He's literally the opposite of grime, I would say. Yeah, yeah. What did they do together? Uh, they did a song called, uh, I think it's called Burn It and a couple oh, more, yeah. but they're just like, they're very good friends. So, uh, and I'm talking about I supported him and now, you know, he brought him out for his, did, uh, did, did, uh, ES, um, rap or did he have a guitar? No, I think he, I think he sang and was on guitar. 
from what I can see. guitar. He brought out that guitar. Yeah, I, I think so. Does that guy ever drop that little baby guitar? No. I'm just I'm just so glad that Ed now <laughs> feels that he can actually jam with somebody. Yeah. I watched this guy for seven, eight years, and I'm consistently saying to myself, when the fuck is this guy going to get a band? He's the most talented piece of shit on the face of the earth. Oh, no. And there's no drummer. And, and, but the, what pisses me off the most, I, get, I still get angry, is how good it is. He's all by himself, and it's so damn good. The only thing that really bothers me most about the whole thing is that he created this generation of assholes. That show up at, at at venues, beer places, craft beer, and otherwise. And I'm not sure I'm going to see it two or three times in the afternoon at festival thing. These douchebags who think they can do an Ed Sheeran, that they can do it on their own. There's something that he does with those little loop machines. Yeah, he loves the loop. He, does it he with loves the loop pedal. Yeah, and like these douchers, they just do it to have like a backing track. It becomes karaoke. But there's something he does that he really is jamming with himself. It's kind of it's kind of otherworldly and masturbatory all at the same time. And I yes. just want him to get laid on stage. And so it's great to see that Stormzy's giving him a fuck. He's getting fucked. And I, yeah. I, I got to be honest with you, this is terrific. And I saw him on Eminem, the Hall of Fame show. He was with Eminem, and he was he all right. killed. He killed. Anywho. Yeah. Yeah, he's very popular. Very, very popular. Would you say right now, Ed Sheeran's walking down the street one side. Stormzy is walking down the street other side, opposite directions. You've got five of your closest mates. How many are going to either side? Go Tig. Oh, God. Um... I'd say the majority. It's a bit of a split decision for me because I really love Ed Sheeran, but um, oh god, I'd say the majority would probably go for Stormzy though because he's so tall. And handsome. His songs, honestly, his music is incredible. When you listen I, to his I stuff, I'll I'll send you some recommendations. I'm going to do, do a oh, deep dive into the storm. Listen to him season. when you're going to the gym or if you're exercising or running. Well, he's or, six five. I mean, damn. Is he an actor too? He is a uh, he is radiant. I, I love his I love his real name, Michael Ebenezer Quadro Amari Awua Junior. Yep. So there was another dude. How about with, that? <laughs> with with that long of a name, I would have taken Stormzy. <laughs> One of his nicknames is Zed, Michael. I would have been Zed. I'd just go by Zed. <laughs> Is there a general? Here, the king of the fans, Beer Man, realizing Tiggy Dig the Jiggy, recommended a band that has given him a bit of a stinging stiffy. They have live stingers planned for London that are guaranteed to be fire. No damn squibs from these boys and gals. Bet. For show. Sting it. I'm winging it. Well, I don't know how you feel about country blues, but these guys do a lot more than that. Go for so it. interesting. So send, cool. it. send it. Send it in the chat. It's uh, the Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band. I love that name. Hold on, let me take. They're so name. cool. This is his wife here. She plays the uh, washboard. Oh, really? <laughs> and she's got these metal gloves. Yeah, and then they have a drummer. And Reverend Peyton's got. Oh my god, he must have had a dozen guitars there. I don't know how many he played, but. He switched guitars at least seven, eight times in the encore. That. Homie is playing an actual axe. He has an axe 
with strings on it. That's that cool. is incredible. What do you think their drug of choice is? Like if you had a bunch of drugs and you were after the show and you were like lined up the big damn Peyton band or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> which, one they, which one would they be taking? Probably uh, Zoloft. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're probably weed smokers. No! No! With the door now open for artistic wrecks to flow, Sheffy joined in with a few stiffies of his own. First up was Miles Johnston, mostly known for his surreal pencil drawings. Imagine if Salvador Dali ran out of paint and went to sticks. He's the shit. Da-da! Chef held up the Johnston print he recently purchased called Dualism. Yeah, Chef is like a culture cream inside a dream. He moved on to Periphery, who will play in the Ook soon, and an English progressive metal band, Haken, that will be coming to Americajo for some live stings shortly. I'm so excited because they never come here. At this point, Chef's Rex to Tiggy began to sound less like Rex and more like suggestions for possible Tiggy and Chef encounters. That's a huge deal for AEW to go to Wembley. So, listen, wrestling is very fun. You should go. Tiggy has never touched Chef's sweet flesh, but she has edited him on the skibs and scams to properly edit a man as to adore said man. Tiggy is otherwise engaged, as you may recall from the Stormy's gooning from earlier in the potty, but if the sitch was diff, she could easily take a swig of the sweet peach that is Chef. He's juicy and exclusive, opens doors and buys them flowies. His nipples pop and he grooves like only base men do's. For Chef's part, his Tiggy stiffy was unconscious at the time, but post-potty he could be seen drawing Cubist-style takes. His new box of stigs, and he even drafted a play called The English Lady and the Venezuelan, self-publishing before manically deleting the publication when he was otherwise diverted in love after swiping right on a hookup hoe a week later. Anywho, much like a first datey matey, Chef then asked Tiggy where she stay at. Okay, so I am in Essex, which is... Essex, okay. If, if you jump on a train, you can be in London within 25 minutes. Okay. So, um, a How's lot of people... How's that feel to say? Because I think, personally, you just dropped that, right? You just say, okay, that's what I'm saying. Do you realize how cool you are? Do you realize that you're just on top of the universe? <laughs> no. Are you jealous of yourself? No. You should be. Please continue. So I've been um, taking evening classes um, and my Spanish teacher is from Peru. Tig, you did it. First game of the uh, podcast, episode five. Speak in Spanish to Chef Go. Oh, my God. Um, Hola, Chef. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien. Hey, hablas bien. Gracias. pero pero el acento es más uh, español, como de, de España, ¿no? Sí. Mm. Wow. It's, 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 I got to tell you too. You got an authentic kind of uh, role. I, I'm, I'm from South Florida. I hear it. I mean, I'll just be sitting at a coffee shop and I'll just hear it for, you know, all the time. And it, that's good. That's very, very good. Oh, thank you. you. Yes. As a kid, I spent a lot of time in Spain growing up. Um, 
my parents have got like a little property nice. in um, a place called Murcia in, I believe it's the southeast of Spain. Um, oh, so, I not to yes. knowledge, I just want to confirm it. I have more questions about Essex. What's the, uh, the the football team there? Like, what's like the closest one? The team I support is West Ham United. So oh, they're West a team Ham. originally from East London uh, in West Ham, but they've since moved to Stratford, which was like the Olympic Stadium at one point. Tough year for them, huh? They're not doing as well as last year. No. No. I mean, uh, they they just lost in, t- in 10 lasso. I just saw that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they won. They won. I, <laughs> I really want to watch that. Is it worth it? Are Listen, you kidding me? Uh, it's, uh, so <laughs> when I was first started watching it, I was like, why do I like this show? I normally like shows that take you into the depths of how shitty humanity is. Right? Oh. Or, or, or how conundrums happen, right? In humanity, where it's like, you know, not all good guys are bad. Not all bad guys are good. Kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, but Ted Lasso is a positive show. Okay. And I, and I think we were missing that in, in like TV. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and you know, it's just a joy to watch. Like it's like a happy show. I mean, they deal with some things also. They like they, they deal with, um, he has anxiety attacks sometimes. They deal with, uh, he's going through a divorce in the, in the last season. They do, you know, they, they deal with certain things that, that yeah, it gets some real shit in there, but mostly it's a positive show. And yeah, it's just, and it's well written too. The head guy, I think it's Bill Lawrence who did Scrubs, and I used to love Scrubs. So. Oh, right. Okay, cool. And also, um, uh, he's doing, he's a showrunner, I think, for um, Shrinking, also on Apple Plus. Yes. With the um, great Harrison Ford. I uh, yes. On the first episode of that. It's really good. I enjoy that one too. I enjoyed it. I was hoping it was going to be funnier. It started to get um, serious right at the end. Did it get funny again? Because then I was saying it's a little too dark for me. It's like dark humor-ish. Yeah. Like it's, or at least it's like um, looking at at the how how through grief and through like some dark situations, there's going to be accidentally funny situations, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So well, it's funny that you say that you like the uh, the gray areas and the uh, dark areas and stuff. But I feel like in the slow funk pump show. Because, you know, I really didn't write you in. Nobody knows this. But, you know, you just kind of, much like the show details, you just showed up right at that time. <laughs> played Bing. And then just said, hey, I, all right, I'll do the show, too. But you brought <laughs> a, a fully positive character, I thought. It was just every time you're on the screen, it's just a big smile. So I think you are, if I can, if you don't mind me saying, you're the Ted Lasso of rock and roll. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, about, it's about bringing positivity wherever you can and, like, a funny side. But I think in my entertainment, I probably look for things I don't naturally have. So it's going to be like, it's going to be some darkness. It's going to be some mm. aggressiveness. It's, it, um, I saw a TED talk the other day. It came up in my YouTube algorithm about like, by by, Ted Lasso, you saw a TED talk by Ted Lasso? Yeah. Can, it was a TED, it was a TED squared actually. He was describing why metal, like why he likes metal. And that's something that like, I've heard from people something. Oh, why do you like that? Like the the first mm-hmm. thing they'll say, it's like, oh, it's all screaming and it's all this. And he was be, he was able to eloquently like explain some of the things that I was like, oh shit, there it is, there it is. It's almost like it's a health. I see it as a healthy release. 
if I were to psychoanalyze it, it's like to help. I you totally with, agree with you. Yeah, I think a, that um, I've got a friend that has just um, he's just started up recording some metal with his friends, and I was like, "What are you talking about? What are you actually going to be making the music about?" And he was like. Funny you should ask because obviously people go to dark places like the typical like heartbreak and abandonment, all that kind of stuff, which is still important and valid. But he was talking about like pay inequality, racism, like brutality within the police, that kind of thing that's actually going on right now. So I thought that was... Are you the ice cube? <laughs> <laughs> you, you fucking roll with ice cube? Tiggy, Hell tell, yeah. tell me your best ice cube story. Oh, <laughs> if you blap like chap, you know that when Beer Man goes to number two, it's blubber time. That's how Got Gog's Mag Radio do. It's the mag with birds that fly. Anywho, for Cinco Epi, Beer Man was slipping on self-crafted, spontaneous blackies and tannies from local caves. He adores the Trogs Perpetual tan and the Trognator black separately. But in marrying the dos, he found that the black didn't float on the tan like that black and tanny gotta do. The Trognator being more of a caramel rather than a stout black was the deal. Beer man of course drank it regardless. Blubber time is blubber time. Beer man espousing on his bevy triggered a tig to raise a glass and reveal what she likes to slip and lick. Oh my, look at Tiggy. What is that? Please talk to us. It's just a, uh, it's cider and it's mixed fruit tropical. It's 4%. 4%. So it's a little lighter. Is that wine tasting? How does that taste? No, no, it's like, it's cider. So it's, yeah, just fizzy beer. Wow. What else you drink? Uh, I don't mind a Foster's, a Peroni, you know, a Corona. We were in Yaddle, and what was the uh, the Randall? You said that they did not have the Randall up, beer man, when you were in uh, Yaddle at the Parkland? The Parkland? Uh, we never made it there. We got there on a Saturday, but they used to do the Randall on a Monday. So, Tiggy, do you know what a Randall is? No clue. <laughs> Please explain, beer man. So, a, a Randall is a, it's a cylinder that you put a finished beer into. So you would take it from a keg, yep. draw it out of the keg and into the Randall. And then you put whatever you want in the Randall to give it a, an additional flavor. I so put like, dope in it. <laughs> dope. <laughs> the dopest Randall is just putting dope in there. Just so the idea is that the finished beer takes on another flavor and then gets poured out of the Randall. So, you know, you can oh, put... Oh, uh, okay. Like, what do you call Starburst? Opal fruit? Is it still called op- opal fruit? No, Starburst is Starburst. Starburst, okay. For as long as I've been aware, anyway. <laughs> or something like uh, now and laters. Any candy, you could put it in the Randall put a finished beer in there and then as the finished beer comes through it's going to pick up extra flavors before it gets poured oh, out okay that's interesting it was basically our favorite hangout there unfortunately it's never long before slows downright purposeful ignorance is featured in the blappest potty on the face of the boopy 
Somehow the SX convo gave Slow the Rocks to roll out a parade of questions based on his complete lack of cultural awareness, historical accuracy, or knowledge of current events. An excerpt. Do you, are you trying to tell me that Scotland, Ireland, and England are a United Kingdom? Yes. Slow. Wales is in that bitch as well. Snow lives in a world where music is the only fact. Accordingly, music's lack of concrete meaning and emotive escape allows Slow to imagine that the boopy, the wars, the icons, and devastation are the fantasy. Slow feels for those who reside on the boopy and think that it's what matters. Only music can stretch to the stars. And if you can reach the stars, then pick up your guitar. It's why Tiggy's thoughtful responses were interrupted by things like... Is that what you two is always singing about? Slow thankfully returned to music as the subject and, in particular, Scottish legend Lewis Capaldi. I called him the Whitney Houston. He, he reminded me of Whitney Houston because his songs are almost like... What's that song, Chef, by Whitney Houston where she just sings it to uh, Kevin Costner? And I will always love you. Always love you, which is a Dolly Parton song. Is anybody know that? I really just need to hear it in my head right now. Can anybody sing it? I can't think of it right now. I, I will always love you. Facsimile. Pretty good. It's a. That's, that's oh wait, that was, that was you. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I just needed to hear it in my head. Chris Cornell did a version of it, and I thought it was quite beautiful. But anyway, he's actually not known as the Whitney Houston. He's known as the Beyonce. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Now, why do they call him the Beyonce? That's another question. I think because he just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know the exact definition, but I would assume you put me on the spot here. I don't know. He kind of gives Beyonce energy sometimes. He just doesn't give a fuck. That's true. God, do I he knows he's good. I absolutely love this kid. He's humble, though. That's the thing. He 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 makes light like he is, you know, the best at everything. Oh, I'm so sexy, but he is. He's got his head where oh, it I needs know. to be. I just I can't. I, every time I see him, he's talking about his penis, and that just warms my heart as an Italian American. Who are we talking? Louis Capaldi. Okay. L e w i s. Look it up. I know who he is. Oh. Oh, this guy. We get him. We get him on the hits one. I, I don't know Love who him. he is, but okay, cool. Isn't he hanging it up though? I heard. I just read something nah. recently. He's got a nah. health condition or something. Oh, he does. He, ha- he has. Um, he's got Tourette. Yeah, Tourette's. That's right. Yeah, but he's managing it. At the end yeah. of the documentary, it looks like he's well, managing. It. They're just going to kind of lighten his load. I don't think. He's gonna... No, I think a lot of it was anxiety driven as well because it's a lot of pressure. He started, he got really famous when he was 22, you know? Yes. So it's not easy. That's right. I do feel for him. But also, I think that him being so candid about it in a way is good because other people, other kids are going to be like, it's all right, don't worry. Like, yeah. there's someone. There's someone I know who's got it. You know, a lot of people were comforted. There are people that take comfort in the fact that, you know, just because you have dyslexia, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. Like they look at people like Richard Branson. You can be successful. So in the same way, I hope people make those kind of associations. I don't agree that Richard Branson is successful. Until he gets <laughs> cars, 
Until he gets to Mars, this guy is a yeah. work in fucking progress. Fuck He's you. We got a nice airline. Tell that to his island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has a he has a port here in the in port of Miami, like with the, with the Virgin Cruise Line or whatever. Of course. Uh, um, jokes. Not surprisingly, Chef slipped in with more personal questions about Tiggy's day in and day out as a woman in Essex, as well as her most inspired tasks and endeavors. Have you ever heard of, like, Foley art history? No. So the people who are responsible for little for sound effects you can't make with a computer in films. Oh, okay. Bone crunching, people walking on different surfaces, you know, the people... Farting, I find, you can't, you can't do MIDI. There's no MIDI fart that works. No. you got to rip it. You know what yeah, I mean? Thanks. So they, um, I had quite an exciting opportunity um, a couple of years ago when I left university and was sort of asking anyone, can I have some work experience? I just want to see how it works, like Foley. And um, I was introduced. That's how I ended up on the cruise ships. Really? <laughs> so I was introduced to someone who um, ended up having a um, a post post-production studio and they they worked on films like what's that one with the rock fighting with my family um yeah they've done some crazy stuff and i was able to they're making a um a reproduction of this there were these murders in essex called the white house farm murders and it was quite graphic this guy killed his family and um got away with it for a long time i believe but i helped do some of the foley on that which was Ooh. really exciting for me. So that's kind of more my bag in terms of the production. It's more post-production. Mm-hmm. Um, love putting sounds and like animating things. So, you know, any any friends that are doing like short films, I've got quite a few videographer friends. So, yeah. So what was the most surprising uh, sound made that we wouldn't expect X makes sound Y. Um, God. I would say probably what they use for breaking bones. I thought it would be like twigs or, but they say that celery ah. has the closest effect. That was the one that I remembered. That's celery. Yeah. It may be because it's um, watery. So when you break it, you're also hearing, like, I guess, water kind of spread out a little bit, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and, maybe. And as a related note, I feel that, like, farting in film, <laughs> they have one fart sound. Everybody rips one with the little pop fart. Yeah. Whatever it is. That's bullshit, dude. You know, there's lots of different parts. Now, Step Brothers, remember that one? Yep. Yeah, the squeak, the squeak. I think you guys might be into something here, and you might kind of, you know, be ahead of the curve. If you just get these things ready to go, the, the full array of party. And I know that Beer Man is the first person that maybe you should put a mic up his asshole because this guy rips them in so many very di- different ways. Beer Man, what, are your, Beer Man, what are your thoughts on that as being a kind of a fart sound man? Yeah, I'm a man of diversity. I like to represent the fart. 
in all its possible forms. Uh, there's a full catalog out there that, you know, I just don't really feel have genre. I don't feel we're fart woke. I think at this point in movie making, we basically just see farts as, as a singular thing. And, you know, and it's a problem. Well, there That's is true. that one That's sound. Um, what is that sound of the guy falling? And they always use that sound everywhere. Um, say from this movie and like they use it in like Star Did Wars, I? use it a bunch. Um, <laughs> let me, let me look it up. Uh, guy falling movie. Well, just to well, circle back around the pumps thing. I mean, just look, revisit the movie Dumb and Dumber. Okay. You know, there's one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best poop scenes in cinema. Sure. It's, and it's the Wilhelm scream. Now, here, I, I hate to do this to you, Beer Man, but I don't even remember the shit scene. Which one? Just remind me. I've seen it a million times. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, so Lloyd gives Harry a bunch of... Um, oh, in the mansion. Slides, you know? In the mansion with the red. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so you're saying that the fart soundtrack there is something to be uh, revered. Right there, you got like three or four different examples of farts, you know? Okay, okay the Beer Man, to, to circle back around to my... Point. <laughs> I can think right now of 37 types of farts within one day that I hear in one household. I'm Italian. You guys yeah. know. When you guys take care from Sweetwater, you get more than just one. You guys like Sweetwater? Guys like Sweetwater? Nope. Hold on. <laughs> there you well, go. This is the sound. Was that that <laughs> screaming that I heard? Yes. You have the sound? It's... That's the Wilhelm scream. Oh, Thank yes, I've, I've heard of that. Now I need to know. That was from like a movie in the, I think the 50s or 60s or something. Oh, okay. And, th and then it became like a running joke that they would use that in like a ton of movies. Like if you watch the original Star Wars, anytime like a, a stormtrooper would fall, they, <laughs> they snuck that one in there. I love that. But that is oh. a little um, random uh, sound trivia there. Love that. As bodies do, the convo meandered into Chef subtly dropping that he has family in Spain and could easily see himself in Europe for a stretch. He did not specifically mention Essex as a destination, but I can tell you that it is what he was thinking. He slid in a mention of how much he loves Ethiopian and Eastern European restaurants, and he poked Tiggy for suggestions. Make your own jokes. Unknowingly, Slow jumped in and cocked up Chef's Mac with a rando association based upon the only things he watches or reads about, live stings and birds and bands. Now, here's the thing. I was watching, and Beer Man, I turned you on in this via text. But I was watching Paramount. We were just in Yaddle. Then I got home and uh, they were playing 1991 Nirvana concert from Paramount. Paramount, Paramount Theater, right in the heart of Seattle, right where we walk by every day to get coffee. So, you know, it was really kind of cool to watch. A, I learned that they had bubble machines in 91 because there was a bubble machine uh, there. And I, did, I thought that was a modern invention. But apparently bubble machines go really bad. Yeah. Um, but there was this song, Rape Me. Yeah. Right? I love that song. And everybody always talks about, and I do too, of course. Uh, but everybody always talks about like how like he was the spokesman of uh, a generation. And I'm sure he talked for a few tools here and there. But sure. I always thought that like uh, you know there was a disconnect for me between what he sang about and then how great the music was and how much I loved the music and wanted to just go eternally into it. But the lyrics I wanted to kind of oftentimes break myself off from. Yeah. 
Yeah, but don't you think he was trying to make you uncomfortable to think about it? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to think about it. That's my whole point. And that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what I'm trying to say right there. Like, what we go to for, for music, I think, can be very, very varied. I wouldn't call myself a metalhead. I do love metal. And I feel like the positivity in metal is that if you really listen to it, it actually has the effect of classical music. Mm. In terms of the ensemble, in terms of the speed sometimes, in terms of the way that guitar works, like violins sometimes, uh, for me, and I don't know, I would wonder if you guys ever feel there's a connection between classical music and metal. Do you hear it as much as I do? No. Oh, yeah, I hear it. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a prog guy. You know, a lot of prog metal is like nine minute songs with five different genres in it. Yeah. And it's like telling a story. So it's like a movie. It's an audio movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you have different compositions. Uh, it takes you to different places. It builds yeah. you up. There's crescendos. There's yeah. just like a movie where you have a first, second, and third act kind of thing. So I definitely hear the correlation. Um, I think um, pop music makes me angry um, because it's so repetitive. <laughs> it's so repetitive. And it's like... It's like uh, conjured happiness. It's like designed happiness. And the worst part about pop music nowadays, I feel, and this could be, you know, maybe an overstatement, but is the depression. Fucking, mm. The one thing that you went to teen pop for back in the day was to just forget and be a, a total idiot and bounce yeah. up and down. And, and now it's almost gone in the likes of, say, um, what's her name? The one who kind of brought it all in. The young girl, she's really talented. Bad guy. Oh, uh, Billy Eilish. Eilish. Oh, her, yes. It's like now it's a trend. Like it's almost like if you had a new record out, the record company would come to you and goes, Hey, how fucked up are you? What, did, you ever, <laughs> did you ever fuck your uncle? Do you have an uncle fucker song? Did you fuck your uncle? <laughs> Such a fucking face, uncle fucker. I, I think her, like the style that, that, that she's trying to go for. Um, well, she's happier now on her Disney special. Well, she, well she's also very <laughs> young, though. Like, she, she just turned, she's like 21 or something. Yeah, I don't even think she's 21. I think she's like yeah. 19. 18, 19. She was 17 when I watched this, the first documentary over. Then I watched her new album release on Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her is stellar. She works with her brother. She had the Philharmonic, the LA Philharmonic out in the Hollywood Bowl. She's from there. So that was like a real nostalgic. She probably was there a million times watching bands and stuff. It was a great special, but she's happier now, and that's what you're always rooting for. But I do feel that there's a certain ethic out there right now that, like, you got to throw your shit, your mental health out there to be popular and or to be relatable. Like, there's no space for somebody who's just having a blast. Oh, yeah, I think there's, yeah. Except for Stormzy. Yeah, Stormzy looks like he's having a really good time in all those pictures. Dingy, dingy, dingy. End of round finny. The Rocky of Funk drops his gloves and picks up his tar. Chef's likes what he saw. You know, Chefy was extra boned to pop for Tiggy as he has had quite a few ladies dig his bounce. So much that after a sting, he'd invite them back to his bat for a lovely on the couch and or patio and or bed, etc. Rico, suave. Any boop, here's the shred. It's too late. I do think you fit this shoe. I do. But you got to 
take advantage You hang me out Website ever made is slowfunkpump.com. Like WTF, it's booby, it's tippy, it's effing funny. Get there and join the fun. Hashtag fun members rule. That's what the Z or Z. Tiggy has a uh, last minute shoot in London. Oh, I've got to run to London. We're going to leave it at that because it sounds so cool. Is it cold there, by the way? Yeah, it's cold. Oh, boy. Is it outdoor shoot or indoor shoot? Outdoor. Any nudity? No, just architecture. Are you? Oh, are you? So you're you're shooting buildings? Yeah. And you don't need a permit for this? No, no, no. 